Ladies and gentlemen, here's Shirley Lin with In the Spotlight. Try to picture an open coffee shop with no chairs or tables. It has a roof over it, but it only has two walls, because the third side has an open window where you can actually see someone brewing a fresh cup of coffee for you. And the fourth side is where you enter to order your coffee, but it does not have a door. I was at the coffee shop called Coffee for the Future, started by a group of people called Impact without the A, as in I M P C T. After I got my coffee, I moved from the coffee shop to indoors to begin my interview with this group of people from Impact. Welcome to In the Spotlight. I'm Shirley Lin, and I've got in front of me a team of people. Well, actually, you know, there's more than to this team, but I've got three of them right here. One is Taylor Scobie, who is the CEO of Impact, and that's I M P C T. And then I also have Juan Diego Prudot, who is the CIO of Impact, and Jesse Fu, who is head of products. Well, hello everyone. Hello. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having us. All right. Well, thanks for having me here. And actually, I'm at their office for Impact. And I think I want to first of all have you guys explain. Maybe Taylor explain what is Impact. And I was told that、um, because you want to put impact into action, the A stands for action. We all have kind of different stories about why we have no A. We all tell that completely differently. So sometimes we say、uh, we want to create impact, but we need a person like you. And says action, so it's lots of different explanations. The real explanation is not quite as interesting as those, but I won't I won't say it here.、Uh, yeah, so Impact is a company we created two years ago、uh, as part of this thing called the Halt Prize, and, and I'm sure you'll maybe ask a follow up question about what the Halt Prize is. But, yeah, why don't we just explain that now?、Oh, okay, the Halt Prize is the world's biggest student business competition, and every year what they do is they pick a challenge.、Um, our year was early education. How do you bring early education to people? In urban slums in the developing world, so the poorest people in the world, basically, and it's to create a business to address that problem, not just a charity like、uh, many other approaches. So, in our year, there were I think 55,000 teams who applied. Every university in the world sends multiple teams. It's a multiple stage competition,、uh, and we ended up winning the whole thing. We were the winners that year. So President Bill Clinton awarded us a, a million dollars U.S. to start our business and, and put our ideas into action. Well, that is really amazing. And I just visited your coffee shop. It's very nice, open space just for selling coffee. Maybe I can have Juan explain how all that coffee came about. It's coffee from all around the world, including Taiwan. I'm glad to know. It was funny because we were here in Taiwan. We we're visiting Aboriginal communities. Because we wanted to do something related to education, so we wanted to understand the needs of people living here, and、uh, we discovered that a lot of these Aboriginal communities they grew coffee, which we didn't know about. So we came up with this idea: what if we can buy the coffee from the Aboriginal farmers, sell it, and then reinvest the money into schools, into education? So we tried that with a little bit of coffee. It worked out well. People loved it. People loved what we are doing, and it's been. Crazy since growing month after month, and now we opened our first coffee shop. So something I'm really excited about, and、uh, our customers are as well. They love this idea that coffee can do more for the countries that it comes from. We source coffee from Guatemala, El Salvador, Ethiopia, Taiwan, Honduras, and、uh, sell it here. And through the coffee sales, we build schools back in 
many of those places. So we have schools in Guatemala, El Salvador, and South Africa so far. So you guys are here, busy with the coffee shop and everything, but you've actually got other people kind of out there building these schools. So this is a mega project. And I understand that the coffee shop itself, Jesse, you have a lot to do with the design, is it? The whole story about how you come up with, you know, how it's built and everything. Maybe I should describe a little bit about it. Like I said, it's a very open space, uh, little corner coffee shop. Actually, I don't know what kind of coffee makers they are. But anyway, there's also sort of like um, the shape of a house, okay, in the middle where people can stand and enjoy the coffee. And then uh, on the wall, you actually have these bricks of coffee, <laughs> right? Coffee ground, I guess. Um, this whole idea, I think you had that. And also the counter uh, is made from wood, but then underneath it's got these bricks, right? And so, Jesse, you're kind of like the one behind the design and the whole idea, which really brings out the message you guys are bringing to the world, literally. I will say it's a teamwork. She's <laughs> yeah, too humble. She's behind it all. Yeah. <laughs> no, because because we work with the designer, and then we figure out that that we are actually the best design for all of the all of this. So one night, uh, the whole impact team we stay at office really late and discuss like how we want to use the countertop or how which kind of machine we want to use to present our idea and also our coffee to people. So when we do the design, we design the billboard as like really colorful as our playcare. Uh, outside the wall so you will see the four colors and really bright and when you pass by you will feel like oh it's really helpful it's really playful and a lot of people actually stop by because of the billboard and then when you go inside of the coffee shop you feel differently compared with other coffee shop because most of the coffee shop is like really dark and the barista is cool you know like like they're not really talking to you but what we want is that to present as a friendly way and also it's really bright so when you stay in there you want to talk to people you don't want to just, you know, sit there and play your laptop. So that's the reason we don't really have seats because we want to be, uh, you know, like people and know new people or like to talk to the birds or talk to us, understand about our story. And the wall, like we, we designed it to be all white. And also the menu is like more colorful because we want coffee to be easy approach. Not coffee has a lot of different description. At the beginning, it's like white flour, and the end is like chocolate or something. So we describe one coffee like our uh, Guatemala is like apple. So we want to be more easy for people to understand the coffee flavor, and even more for kids. Like kids can understand, oh, the design is like strawberry, so it's maybe like strawberry flavor. So coffee is not more for adult stuff. It's everyone can drink, everyone can understand that uh, coffee can be easy and also doing education can be you know like linked together so it's a whole concept of when when we do the design we want people to understand easily you're listening to in the spotlight with shirley lynn let's go back to the fact that you're selling this coffee well at first i thought it was like you buy one coffee and then you're actually donating a brick to building a school, but actually it's it's added on. It's like you're encouraging people to come back again and again to get coffee. So eventually the price of the coffee that they've purchased uh, and drinking uh, is actually going to building a break. So how does that work? 
so it, it's kind of a new model, actually. What we do is we take 100% of our sales. So every single dollar anybody spends on our coffee, either in bean form or in drink form, we invest that into local women to build schools. And the way we kind of conceptualize this is, is through this bricks, of course, because it's not as if you can build a school out of coffee, but you can build a school out of bricks. So if we start seeing the coffee as bricks, that's kind of the link between the coffee and the schools. And what we have done is we've designed our packaging to look like bricks. And if you buy a box of our coffee, there's a code inside. You can take it to our website and you actually get a brick on our website. You can look at any of the schools we're about to build and you can lay your brick on a school of your choice. You become a founder of the school, you get updates. So it's really a way to kind of see coffee as something more than just coffee. We see it as bricks to build a brighter future for people who really need it. And the reason why we've developed this platform is to kind of show you the impact, right? Because so many companies these days say they're doing good, but can you really see it? Do you really know? They don't prove it to you. You just have to take their word for it, right? With us, we want people to see every single school we build, and we want people to be involved directly. And the coffee is such a perfect way to do that because it's a product of these communities. It employs many people in the communities we build our schools in. So it was a really natural idea. A faster way to donate a brick would be actually buy a bag of coffee. Is that right? A brick of coffee. We don't do any donations. I mean, we don't use the word donations. We are what's called a social enterprise. From the ground up, this was developed as, as a business, you know. Through buying our bricks, we invest 100% of that money into women. Uh, we don't take any donations. Our schools aren't built with donations. Uh, and we see it as an investment. We actually go, we help the woman own a business, and out of that business income, she pays us back slowly over time with no interest. It's a 0% loan, essentially. So everything from the bottom up is a really sustainable business development model. It is not a charity donation model. By buying one of our bricks of coffee, you are directly investing in, in a woman's business, in, in a developing country woman's business. That feels great. Yeah, I feel like I'm really helping out somewhere over there in Honduras or whatever, you know, who are in need and really helping them, I don't know, build a future for them. Yeah, that that is amazing. And the reason we really love this and we emphasize it because it, it's a very powerful idea, right? If we can get consumers to buy products, same products you're already consuming, such as coffee, and it's good quality, and besides, it's having a positive impact to the places that it comes from. Imagine if other coffee shops start doing the same thing, or other types of businesses, whatever they, they do, they produce. If they think about, okay, how can we impact in a positive way the places where these products are coming from? That's a very powerful idea. It's just going to make the world a better place. So, that's where we're going towards, to people not thinking just about donating, but thinking about my everyday products. How are they impacting the world? The preschool is the business. This whole thing started with us developing what we call a playcare. And a playcare is a preschool franchise model that's designed to fit into urban slums. So what we do is we take local women living in urban slums, and often they're running a kind of a small, informal, call it a daycare out of their house, three, four kids. And the playcare is a new building, it's teacher training, it's financing, it's everything for them to turn that into a, a real school. And what it is, is I guess it's a model of private education because local parents pay a small amount for the service, but they were paying a small amount for the service before to the woman in her uh, living room. So the price doesn't go up, but now she's trained, now the space is great, now she has the right materials, now she has a curriculum. And so our coffee sales are what kind of provide the capital for us to invest in these women so say you spend $10 on a box of coffee. We invest that $10 in building the woman's school. And out of her uh, income, she pays it back slowly over time. Then we take the money and we build another school. If you don't mind me asking, Juan, what does a CIO do? 
So, Chief Information Officer, so I'm in charge of the related to the platform, the website that we have, which is the one in charge of connecting our coffee consumers with the schools. And that's a very unique thing about what we do. Because we're not donating to another organization, it's our people, impact people working in the ground in South Africa, Guatemala, El Salvador, that are making sure that the schools are built, that the teachers are trained, that they're getting the right materials, that the kids are learning. So the platform is a way to showcase all of that, to show each of our consumers, you're a part of this, you're a founder of this, and look at the updates and look at that once the school is built, look at the kids that are, the lives that are, are being changed through this. So that's mainly the things that I do and I, I support with other things here uh, related to the coffee shop, events, and uh, I also act as a support for the Latin America team. So in Guatemala, El Salvador, making sure we're on the same page, which is one of the challenges, of course, of running a uh, this type of company that has people all around the world, communication. That's a very important job. I mean, after all, people are drinking coffee here. They want to see the progress, right, of what's happening over there. That is so important because you, you see a progress. You see something happening. That is so important these days. It's not just based on empty words, right? How many people of you started off in the very beginning as to, uh, on the team? I mean, I guess we had four people on the Halt Prize team. That was the most. Uh, Jesse was there also for the whole, the whole time helping out. Uh, we were also lucky. We had a lot of help from our MBA classmates and... Um, yeah, so the team, I guess, you know, four or five people to start. Now it's about 25 people kind of around the world, about 15 people here in Taiwan and, and 10 elsewhere. To me, it seems like these last two years, you guys have been doing a lot. I'm thinking about all the brainstorming behind all this. I mean, so many sleepless nights and everything. You guys think about what is the one thing that most consumers use on an everyday basis and then make that into good use. It's not just coffee gulped down and that's it, you know, but actually to realize that they're doing something good. After all, um, it seems like coffee is actually good for you, for your health, mm -hmm. not like in the past. I think people say that coffee is not good for you, but actually it's, you, yeah. <laughs> so, and then I'm thinking about all the channels mm -hmm. that you got, you know, coffee from Ethiopia, from El Salvador, from Honduras. I mean, that's a whole lot of work. I mean, where did you guys start off? What was the very first point that you guys set down, the very first brainstorming? You know, it, it, it didn't start as something big at all. I mean, I think Jessie came in one day. She, she likes to tell me this story. She had a dream that we were running a cafe as a company, and this was before we had even done coffee. And then I started thinking of it. I was like, hey, well, you know, coffee comes from the places we build schools. It employs most of the people. It's the biggest export. Coffee-growing people are very poor actually makes a lot of sense to, to, you know, sell coffee and support schools because why not use a local product to, to do something that transforms poor local communities. And Taylor Scobie starts off telling a story. To hear that story, join me next week on In the Spotlight. I'm Shirley Lin.